0: Hello and welcome to GPS for Life for you. I am so delighted that you've taken time out today to uh, study God's word with me. We know that God does provide solutions for for life and God has really been speaking to us uh, this year, some very practical, uh, some practical helps for being able to to live uh, victoriously in these uh, challenging times. So we're going to dig in if you uh, have your Bibles uh, handy. As I said, this is a time we get together and study uh, God's word, dig in a little deeper that we may come up higher in the things of God. So uh, last week, We talked about uh, the rewards and responsibilities of of believers and uh, the teaching challenged us. It it challenged us to not merely seek uh, to be a Christian in name, but to desire a relationship with God through his son, Jesus, that will bring bring glory to uh, his name. Also reflect his goodness and be a positive witness in, in the earth. Uh, We also discussed how one day we'll all stand before God to be rewarded based on our works uh, in the earth, both good and bad. Now, mind you, for the believer, this uh, time at the judgment seat is not a a matter of, of deciding whether we go to heaven or not. That has been been settled when we transition from our earthly life into eternity however there will be uh, a time where we will stand before God and will be rewarded and we talked about uh, how uh, there uh, the five some five crowns that we see in scripture uh, that will be afforded to the believer in in heaven now uh, one of the things that was so profound uh, in in the time of study uh, last week, we talked about uh, the crown and the significance. And it was so different from our interpretation of receiving a crown in the earth. When we think about a carnation for maybe a country that, uh, you know, would crown a a king or, or a, a queen, or just thinking about the crowning of a homecoming queen, that type of thing. That is, it is basically for the glorification of, of the person. Now, although the crown will be received based on the, the works that are done in the earth, the glory in that is not ultimately for the believer, but it is for uh, before the Lord. And that was the thing that was uh, such uh such an awesome, awesome revelation. And that is the crowns that we receive for our, our service and obedience unto the Lord uh, will ultimately be an offering that we can lay at the feet of Jesus as a way to just give him thanks for the enablement to even be able to receive the crown in the first place. And as I said, that was such such a profound and, and phenomenal Uh, revelation that we have that privilege uh, to lay the crown at the feet of our savior, our king of of kings. And so then we uh, went on to to talk about, you know, how then to run the Christian race. Now that we understand how significant it is and the potential rewards that are afforded to the believer uh, who, in obedience uh, to, to God and in serving the kingdom, uh that we can receive these eternal rewards. So I want to pick up from from there uh, and in our discussion time um, Now I'm going to ask that you would turn with me to First Corinthians and we're going to the ninth chapter. And we're just going to try to dissect uh, about four verses in in this chapter nine uh, today, starting at the 20, uh, 24th verse. And this is in Paul's teaching and to the Corinthians. And he says this, it starts at verse 24. Know you not that they which run in a race, run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now that they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight. I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Okay, so using that that scripture text I want to speak actually from a topic that the lord just kind of put in my spirit as we were uh, teaching last week and that is are you in it to win it are are you going for the goal with god so using those those verses let's let's look look at that a little bit more um intently now when i say are you in it for, to win it or are you going for the goal mind mind you, I'm not speaking in terms that we are competing with each other, but we are purposed to complete the work that the Lord has assigned to each of us to do and to do that with excellence. And this allows everyone, everyone who walks in obedience to be victorious through Christ Jesus. There's not just one winner, as we see in the natural, when we see uh, Olympic competitions or other uh, competitions, sporting events. But in the kingdom, the kingdom principle is that for everyone who is obedient and walks according to the plan and purpose of Jesus Christ, they will win. And it's a win for everyone. How awesome is that? Now, think on on this for a moment with me. Um, You know, few people that desire to be on a team in the natural would just be satisfied with simply suiting up and and sitting on on the bench. Instead, they have a a longing to to be in, in the game, that they're excited about the game. They want to help their team in the pursuit of victory, correct? So when we profess Christ, we should have that same enthusiasm. We should not want to settle for just being bystanders, instead of using our gifts and talents for the kingdom. That would be like, likened to just sitting on the sidelines or being the bench warmer. But uh, it, from a spiritual standpoint, it's being a pew warmer. And, and, and why would we want to, to be a pew warmer when we know that God has gifted every believer there are gifts on the inside of every believer. Therefore, giving us the potential to do wonderful things for God. And then never be able to have that realized if we won't activate it through our faith and, and put those things in into practice. So the thing I love about these four short verses in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, you know, Paul gives us some stern coaching advice uh, to help us better understand uh, how to run the Christian race to be to be victorious. So let's go uh, through these quickly, uh, if we will, verse by verse, starting out with verse 24. And in verse 24, it says something very important here. It says, run that ye may obtain. Now, when we look at the word obtain, we know that obtain means to get, to acquire, or to secure something. So when we're running in the race, in the spiritual race, running for God, running for the goal for God, we want to run in such a way to obtain or to secure something. And that that prize is to live our life so that we will receive the prize of eternal life, that we're not just in the race for the sake of being in the race. And furthermore, when we're running, we don't just sign up to be a Christian so we get to go to heaven. But as I mentioned earlier, we we want those, the crowns, we want to be able to have something to present to the feet of, of Jesus and to receive the reward. Even though our salvation is not based on our works, we will be rewarded according to the works that we do uh, in in the earth. So let us run, let us run uh, to obtain. Uh, Let us be mindful that, yes, we are thankful we have a firm foundation in Jesus, but we have the opportunity to build upon that foundation. And let us build uh, with things that are not uh, corruptible or that can be destroyed. Let us use those uh, precious, uh, the precious gifts and and the things that will last in eternity for the kingdom that we may obtain. So then, when we look at uh, verse twenty-five in NIV, it says that everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. Those that strive for mastery are temperate in all things. Okay, so here Paul is reminding us of the importance of, of discipline, um, and and we know that this is done that in the natural, uh, the strict training and for the competitions, they compete for a crown that won't last, and so. If they're willing to to train and to go through that process for a crown that won't last, why would we not want to operate in in discipline and the type of strict training that would afford us a victor's crown for eternity? And so we know that the victor's crown is afforded to those who are disciplined and they place the things of God in in high priority. Uh, And and this is above, you know, fame and, and fortune and things that God, that God becomes the highest priority, that those that seek that victor's crown are chasing after God. They're not chasing after after things, but that comes with a narrow focus. It comes with uh God being the priority. And I know that that can be challenging today when there are so many, so many competing affections, but that's why the Bible tells us that the straight path, that we want to be on that straight path where we have our eyes on the prize, our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith and not looking to the left or to the right and getting distracted by the things of the broad path that may seem enticing, but that leads to to destruction. So uh, we must remember that the strict training, that that discipline, that that focus in putting God in his proper place is so important for those that desire that crown uh, for uh, eternity. Now, then, uh, verse 26 is very interesting as well. Paul says here, uh, do not run with uncertainty as if beating uh, the air without, without a target, and, and when I read that, I thought about, you know, how uh, like on maybe a, a, a TV show, a, a character that's uh, portrayed as, as one that's is somewhat timid and they come up against the bully and they've got, you know, maybe the thick glasses because they're, they're very, very brainy. But as far as kind of street smarts and relating to, to the bully, they really don't have a clue. So they come up against the bully and they They just close their eyes and they just start punching and maybe they'll hit something and maybe they won won't, but that is not the way that we should run this, this race. Uh, without a target, without a focus, nothing tangible uh, in in mind. We shouldn't be uh, a a believer and in, in the Christian race just for the sake of, of something to do, to be in the group, to be part of of, of the crowd. You know, just to uh, have the team jersey on, and so we are participating in name in name only, but not in in heart. And that is not, that is not uh, what God wants uh, from us. He, he wants us to be willing to to put the, the work in, to have a focus and not to just be silhou- what I call silhouette Christians. Um, Timothy, Second Timothy talks about this Second uh, Timothy three and five talks about, you know, having this form of godliness and denying the power thereof. And I believe this is why it's so confusing to many today, especially to the world. They don't see any substance in many professed Christians. All they see is a silhouette. You know, we carry our Bibles, we wear our Christian jewelry, but then we still uh, somewhat resemble the the world. We just kind of maybe have a a halo or a silhouette of, of godliness, but really no, no major major substance. And, and, and we don't want to run the race in that way, our spiritual race with uncertainty as it beating uh, the air. Then verse uh, 27, uh, the final verse here I want us to look at, it says, I keep my body under subjection, now, this ties in with with verse 25, where it talks about going in district training. So, again, here we are looking at the need for discipline, the need for training, the need for, for temperance. And, and simply put, when I read this verse, what came to my mind was sometimes, you know, we really we have to have some self-talk and we have to intently say to our flesh, you are not the boss of me. Amen. And, you know, and I I believe that this can be a greater battle, this battle within, if you will, than the warfare that we sometimes experience from the world or the enemy. And, you know, that internal warfare where we have the struggle of of deciding, you know, day by day, moment by moment, are we going to choose to yield to our our flesh? Are we going to yield to the the spirit man uh, or or woman uh, within us? Now, know this. God, God has equipped us for victory through Christ Jesus. He has not set us up to fail. He hasn't given us instructions that are impossible to keep. You know, in fact, you know, anytime the Lord requires anything of us, know that his grace, his grace is sufficient to help us carry it, it through. All things are possible with God. So we need to stop giving the devil too much credit as if he is greater than the greater one within us. You know, sometimes as if people like to say, oh, well, the devil made me do it. The devil has no power that we don't, don't give him. And so let's stop giving that credit um, to, to him because he does not deserve it. But let's be thankful and focus that the greater one is within us than he who is in, in the world. So in the last uh, few moments today of, of the teaching, I want us to close by looking practically then, and so how, how can we keep our, our body in subjection? How can we practically walk out what we just reviewed in these four verses coming uh, coming from 1 Corinthians 9.24 through uh, 27? So we are going to uh, then look at, at seven points, God's perfect number, uh, briefly. So number one point, in order to, to run this, this race in a manner that, that pleases God, number one, we can't be legalistic. What do I mean in that? Legalistic in the standpoint of just looking at the letter of the law if you will, having preset notions of, you know, how long we should pray, how long, you know, you should study, how often you should go to church, you know, et cetera. As I said, you know, earlier, God is more concerned about our hearts and the motives of our heart. Uh, for those of you who've been following us all this year, you know that the scripture of, of the year that God had given me from Proverbs 4, 23, reminds us above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. So therefore, God is more concerned about our heart condition and our, our motives behind what we do versus, you know, how long we pray or, you know, how long we're studying. Even though those things are important, we should not be legalistic uh, about that. Um, but it should be heart, heartfelt. OK, so. We therefore need to. Uh, while not being legalistic, we still need to be intentional. We have to be engaged. We can't be be apathetic. All right. So second point, we have to be willing to put the time in for the training. And boy, you know, how many people want the end results of something, whether it's like if you're, you're trying to, uh, Tune up your temple, you know. People want the end results of of weight loss, feeling healthier, but the process, the process to get there can be less than desirable. And so many people will get frustrated because they don't want the process. They can, you know, start out excited and they uh, look to the end, but (laughs) in between that process of going from the beginning to get the end result, people don't really like that, but we have to be willing have to be willing to put the time in for the training. Part of our training is in taking time like you are doing now and in, in studying uh, God's word. We, we shouldn't be satisfied with just being spoon-fed uh, the word uh, once a week uh, from someone else and then not even reflecting on the word after we receive it only to just open our Bible again um, the next the next Sunday. And the reason for this is our, our preparation. Remember all those gifts I talked about that are afforded to the believer, what God has put in us to be able to go and bear fruit in, in the earth. Um, when we train uh, and, and put that time in, it affords us the preparation or the readiness that we need to be able to bear witness in the earth to the harvest that the world so desperately needs and being able to see Jesus and and see uh evidence of him in in our lives. And I want y'all to think uh, about this as as you go forth in the days ahead. Recognize that in this very challenging time that we uh, find ourselves, that you may be potentially the only Jesus that someone has opportunity to see. I heard someone say once that they'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon. And that's something so powerful. You may think, well, you know, I haven't been called to, to a pulpit ministry. I haven't been called to preach or teach, but we're all called to go ye and make disciples. And so the best way we can do that is to be that living epistle, to go forth and be that, that living testimony that we can, can uh Show people a sermon, and and they not just hear us us preaching one without living that. All right, um, so again the the training part then segues nicely into the the next the next point and that is that we have to you know we have to have a teachable spirit in order to be properly trained you got to have a teachable spirit we can't act as if we know more than the coach or or the trainer you know that wouldn't go very well in in the natural for someone that's being uh, trained in a, a sport or uh in in, in something that they are wanting to to be groomed in uh, having a a greater skill set set in. And so we know that our our lack of submission to authority uh, is, is rooted in pride. And the Bible clearly tells us that pride comes before destruction. Also, the Bible says to us that those that exalt or when we try to elevate or exalt ourselves, that we will be, be humbled. And so uh, let's remember, we need to study. We need to study to, to show ourselves approved. We need to submit ourselves to the authority, know that the student is not above uh, the teacher. And then as we, we study God's word, as we grow or desire to grow in the things of God, we, we study and we pray and we listen and, and obey as we are uh, ex- experiencing and having that time with, with the Lord. And also uh, the next point that that I think is, is important to be able to uh, to run this this race victoriously is, as I said, you know, God knows our heart. He knows our motivation. And there are two uh, Bible characters that I really I really love and I thought would be important for us. To uh mention here, and that is Caleb and, and Nehemiah. Because I think in this Christian race, number one, we have to have a wholehearted devotion. And that's what Caleb, the Bible speaks of Caleb as one who wholeheartedly served God. He wasn't half-hearted, he wasn't in one day, out one day, you know, in on Sunday and out by Monday. It said he had a, a, a wholehearted Uh, devotion. And and that that is the heart I believe God wants us to have in serving him. And then Nehemiah, we know Nehemiah stayed on the wall, even though he was distracted. And oh my goodness, if we are not living in a time where, as I said earlier, so filled with potential distractions and and competing uh, affections, and we have the the likes of the Tobias spirits and the Ballads, who were those that were kind of trying to pull Nehemiah off the wall, there will be those things and people that will try to pull you off the wall in the work that you are doing for God. But you have got to purpose in your heart to have that Nehemiah spirit to stay on the wall because God's going to do his part. God has promised that the good work he starts in us, that he will see it to completion. So stay on on that wall, have a wholehearted devotion uh, to, to God. Also, you know, so we can be, you know, steadfast immovable, always abounding in in the work in the work of, of the Lord. And then you know Paul spoke in Philippians 3.14. He talked about pressing. He talked about pressing for the prize. Know this, we don't get to just waltz our way through a spiritual victory. We have to press. We have to apply some effort. We have to reach forth like the the runner in the race trying to to cross the the finish line and touch the tape first. You know, uh, the women that may be listening on that have had children know that childbirth comes forth through through pushing. We have to be able to push Push that baby, baby forth uh, to bring the baby forth. We don't get an opportunity. Don't just kind of sneeze and oh, there the baby, baby is. You know, uh, we have to push, push forth those spiritual babies as well in order that they can uh, be uh, delivered. Uh, so we can't expect just the, the easy the easy route and just thinking well i'm just gonna go in for a schedule a schedule c section god just you know open me up and just take it no the spiritual victories we need to be able to to press to press forward it takes some effort on on our part. Remember, we talked earlier about the importance of engagement, not just being the pew warmers, but and sitting by and let everybody else do the work. And we just have the name, we have to be willing to press for for the prize. And then finally, uh, in the pressing, we press because we know that the victory, the victory has already been purchased on Calvary's cross. And so when we know that we've seen the end of the report, that we come out victorious, there's no need for us to be slowful and to refuse to do our part. We are on the winning team. Let's act like winners. Let's uh, be uh, engaged in in it to to win it. You know, Bishop has a, a, a saying that he often likes to share. He says, you know, the devil doesn't care how you start. But he will definitely try to upset you along the journey to try to prevent you from, from finishing. So, you know, in closing today, I want and uh, to, to pray that, you know, that those that are listening, that God has uh, listening to this message, that you will purpose uh, in your heart that God will help us, all of us, to uh, to not, first of all, not give up. And to help us not just to finish and just to barely huffing and puffing, just fall over the finish line, but we will finish strong. And so that when we stand before God to receive a reward, that we can receive a crown, the crowns of of victory that we in turn can place at the feet of Jesus in thanks that he has kept us, that he afforded us the ability to even receive the crown through his help. While we were running, running the race. So as we close, I I pray, I pray for the spirit of endurance that will allow us to be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And if conviction has fallen today on anyone that should come up higher, Lord, I just bless you and thank you that your word is for that purpose to help us to receive the abundance of what you sent Jesus that we can receive, not that we be them, but that through conviction, Lord, that as you reveal where we can come up higher, that we can rest in your provision, that you are more than enough to enable us to do whatever you have required that we should do. So I pray that this teaching has been a blessing uh, for you. Be encouraged knowing that God does provide solutions for life for you. And so until God's next appointed time where we come together for GPS, for life, for you, be blessed.